Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 24th of June, 2019. It's Monday morning, and I'm starting the week with a part two that has to do with what has left some of us wondering what we are doing here. And we were talking about things like adrenal fatigue, not being excited about life, and and now and wondering, you know, like what's keeping us here? I'm here, I'm bored, I'm not really excited and, and you know, we can't stay in a place where we're happy. I hear that a lot. You know, how do you stay happy? And the conversation led back to somebody very close to me talking to me about being tired all the time, like running out of steam. And I said, you know, it's one thing we've been talking about it for, you know, two years now, but you just hit a wall and you can't get around the wall. Two years. And it, it, it hasn't gotten better even though she was told, oh, it'll take you about six months to a year to a year and a half to get over this. Now the expectation just felt so long. And whenever I get back to someone who says to me, I don't feel like being here anymore. I don't want to kill myself. I don't want, but yeah, I don't want to, nah, what's up? Nothing exciting here. I'm not excited about anything anymore. I don't have anything that makes me want to wake up in the morning, you know, that kind of thing. And I took it to the extreme because we have been sold constant excitement, constant competitiveness, you know, being in shape, being the the perfect person without saying be the perfect person, eat this way, work this way, make this much and get that. And that's the cycle all the way down the pike and eating a certain way wasn't really the way we should have been eating. So there were some things that were going on that caused us to get here. And we talked about in the part one of this show, just managing, how do we manage our lives? Because when we get exhausted, when we get tired, when we get too obsessed, and I'm talking too obsessed with anything, even when we're too obsessed with trying to be happy, we're not going to be happy. It's not like you get obsessed and then the happiness comes. It's a feeling. It's how do we take care of inside. What, What they talk about with adrenal fatigue is Everything I'm emotionally teaching because stress is the, the silent back end, back door way into adrenal fatigue. And the stress could be all just in, not just in your mind, like your mind is not okay. Not like that kind of in your mind. It's the constant nothing's ever enough. I've got to go harder. I've got to go stronger. 
Because by the time we get to the place where we can't get where we're going, I have to tell you how hard it was and how many different ways I had to Google to get a story of somebody who was honest about how they got there and honest about how they got out. And it wasn't easy. I had to Google like four or five different ways to actually get to a book written by someone. Because what happens to our bodies when we binge eat right and not, binge exercise or not, without regularity, is such a stress on our bodies. I remember a guy, a singer, he was on Oprah. His name was Luther Vandross. And he was had a beautiful soft voice. If you don't know his music, look him up. He's, he's wonderful. And for those of you who are older and may have forgotten him, um, he was on Oprah one day and he was somebody who would get heavy and we'd see him heavy and then we wouldn't see him for a while and he'd come out thin. And then he'd get heavy, wouldn't see him for a while, come out thin. This cycle was more dangerous to his body than staying one way or the other. Because what it did was it stressed his heart. He ended up dying of a stroke. That's what happened. He ended up dying of a stroke. And that went back to the stress it put on his heart. And we've been bombarded different diets. We have the keto diet. We have the paleo diet. We have, you know, all these different kinds of diets. And something I read this morning that completely surprised me and made me really happy that I love nuts. That I don't eat bread very much, but I'll have pasta once in a while. I love rice because I need something to keep my body from being hungry all the time and when you don't eat any carbs you'll get hungry so what happened is um believe this or not i found this out this morning was that when you take out one of the food groups remember how we learned the four food groups when we were kids your body starts looking for that nutrient when it doesn't have it your body will stress and the one that people, we've been taught, we've been taught two very dangerous ones, keeping fat out of our diet and keeping carbs out of our diet. No fat, no carbs. When there's really good fat, there's olive oil, good, good fat. There's avocado fat. There's nuts, fat that we need. And then there's carbs that we need. But what I found out was that if you don't have carbs in your diet, in women, this was a woman who wrote it, what happens to us is that our body goes into starvation mode, no matter what else we're eating. Our body thinks it's starving, which stresses it. 
So when your hormones are messed up, you're either going to get very heavy or light monthly cycles. Or for men, they're going to start to get tired. And I know men who like only eat chicken and vegetables and a little bit of rice or don't eat at all or skip meals or whatever it is they're doing to themselves. I know men who do that. Eating well. If you had to pick one thing you're going to do in life, even over exercise, eating well is the number one stress balancer in every single one of our lives. So if you find yourself emotionally feeling like, what am I doing here? Look at what you're eating. If you're eating, and I don't know about outside of the country, outside of the U.S., because I haven't seen the fast food in Europe, although I will. I'm going away. I'm going to Italy for the first time in August, and I get to see what some of the world looks like outside of here. But for now, the fast food we have here is not even food. There's no nutritional value in it. The fats in it are bad. The carbs in it are everything in it is is just counterproductive to our health. And the the sad part is it tastes so darn good that you don't care. But as we get older and our body produces differently, it stresses us. And then we start getting sick and then we start wondering why. And I just went to, to lunch with someone who's 45 years old, and he said to me, I can't eat what I used to eat. It's over. And I hear that a lot. As a young man, fully fit, does CrossFit regularly, is, is thin, cannot eat that way. The valves of his heart are weakened. So every stress. The biggest stress we put on our bodies is food. I work with the mind. I'm like, hey, you know, you can work your way out of this emotionally. But the food part, the food part turned out to be the most important part of our life. It's something I just, I paid attention to years ago only because I was getting older, my body was changing, and I'm like, hey, I'm eating the same, I'm exercising the same, what just happened? And it forced me to look, and I remember the first person who told me about the food supply, even though I didn't eat McDonald's and all that kind of stuff, the reason I didn't eat that wasn't because the food was good or bad. I I had gotten food poisoning from McDonald's, and I couldn't even look at a McDonald's. That was why I originally didn't eat McDonald's years before the whole food craze came. And it made me kind of weary of other places like that. And another time there's a place called Wendy's. I ordered a potato and there was literally a dead bug cooked into the skin. When I opened it, I cut the bug in half, but it was already cooked. And it just grossed me out so much that I just never went back there. But there were like these little reasons why. It had nothing to do with me thinking food was good or bad. But then as we started getting educated and people were getting sick and all of that, it forced me to look at it. And then as I got older, the first person who told me about 
how bad everything was, I was mad at. I got like depressed. I'm thinking, oh my God, I've been feeding my kids this and that. And it, and, and still I was not doing the fast food thing, but I was doing a lot of box stuff and all of that at the time. And, and I was like, well, what do I do now? And where do I find this? And, but thank God that happened. Because it turns out that behind everything you do is what you eat. And it behooves any of us to not pay attention to that. It's not like, oh, they eat healthy. It's like, I better eat healthy. And what's healthy? Real food. There's a lot of real food out there, and it's really good. You just have to tell yourself, just like I learned to eat this, I can learn to eat this. I was taught to eat this way. I can reteach myself, which takes some work in the beginning. It's not easy to do. I'm not telling you (laughs) you're going to do it in a day, but pay attention because your food isn't just for taste buds. It's going to help your body do what it needs to do and think in a way that keeps it equipped to deal with the second part of why people get things like adrenal fatigue and physical ailment type breakdowns because it starts with the physical body and then whatever you put in now that those are what you have to deal with stress and I'm going to say this because everyone thinks their stress is extra special Whatever stress you have, when you're not binging, when you're not good and then bad and bad and then good, or exercising and then not and stopping, it's all about consistency. Consistency and a whole ecosystem, a way of life, not for now till you get out of it. It's, it's the way we need to live is looking at how, not the stress you have, because we all are going to have stress, how you manage stress, how you put it into perspective. It's like a car. You can put it in gas. You're going to put in the gas so that the car will turn on and run and take you from one place to another. And then if you don't use the car, I don't know if any of you have had a car parked in your driveway. If you don't run that car once in a while, you're going to go to it one day. You're going to put the key in the ignition and the battery's going to be dead. Just because you didn't. If you have a car sitting in your driveway, I know because my son plays baseball and he leaves and then we have this car. I have to go run it once in a while. Just make sure that when he comes back, it's going to run. How did I learn that? Because the first time he left, someone told me, oh, run it every couple of weeks. I said, oh, yeah. And then, yeah, every couple of weeks seemed to feel like, oh, I just did it. But I remember about six weeks went by, and I kept thinking, oh, it should be okay. It's only an extra day. And I, for some reason, did not want to go down there and start that car. So then before he came back, I went down to start the car, and the car didn't start. 
And I thought, but I had a new battery. I'm like thinking all this kind of stuff. Car didn't start. I had to call the guy to come and jump the car. So now it needed intervention. It needed a surge of energy to start again. So let's go back to the drawing board, the gas. What we feed ourselves is the biggest health decision you can make in your lifetime. If you don't make that decision and you go to a doctor, doctors will tell you eat healthy, but a doctor wants to relieve you of symptoms, which may be, well, you're tired. Well, we can give you this. We can give you that. And before you know it, now you're on medication of some kind to fix something that food can fix. And a lot of times we're impatient with the food process because we want to relieve the symptoms. And a doctor isn't bad. That's just what they do. They want to relieve your symptoms. They want to help you. Investment, if you're going to invest and not have these blurry areas and not believe that you can't get better, just give yourself mentally, say, I need some time to work health back into my diet, which will then reflect into health back into my life. And I need to look at how I respond to stress. So the biggest common factor out of everything I've read that I found out was there's two kinds of ways of dealing with stress. Some people, and this is the part that's the hardest to deal with, and will put someone into adrenal exhaustion, is the personality type. It needs to be perfect. Once, if you're waiting for perfect, it is not going to happen. I'm telling you now, if you're one of those people where everything needs to be perfect before you can do what you need to do, it is not going to happen. Perfect is that you have a way of dealing with stress because it's going to be part of your life and my life for the rest of our lives. And some stress is good, otherwise we won't wake up in the morning. When the alarm first goes off, I think, oh wow, how did I get to 4.30 already? How did I get to five o'clock? But in truth, I woke up at 2.30, I was wide awake. I was ready to get up and do the show. And then I said, nah, 2.30, that's kind of early. Why don't I just go back to sleep? And I did, and when the alarm went off again, or went off the first time, I said, oh, wow, I, I fell back asleep. Like, I really slept well. That's good. I slept extra hours after I thought I... I was a wide awake. And I got up. Instead of, 
oh, wow, it's 5 o'clock again, and, you know, you start stressing yourself. And I even saw how happy I am once I get up and I, I start the show. I know it sounds funny, but it makes me really, really happy. But I've learned to look at how I run my life. I made a choice to do the show at 5.30 in the morning. There were factors that came in, people on the East Coast who said to me, hey, you know what, 8.30 is a good time for me, it's on my way to work, 5.30 is a good time in L.A., and people can listen to it in the archives, but I knew if I did it at 5.30, all the way through Europe, I'm in the afternoon, early afternoon. So it kind of covers as many bases as I could cover by doing it at 5.30 in the morning. That took out that stress, but I dealt with it by, instead of, well, I do it at 5.30 so these people can't hear it, and these people, I could drive myself nuts. Or if something comes into my day that's really hard, I say, I'll figure out how to do this. Even if it bothers me in my sleep that night, I'll say, oh, it must really be affecting me. Let me pay more attention to it and see what I can do. I don't say, I have to have this solved by 5 o'clock today. And sometimes I've been in those situations, and they've been stressful, but that stress was to that particular issue, not to my whole life. Like, well, I can't do that. Look, my whole day just got gobbled up. My daughter does this and that, and I'm all over. And as I probe more when I hear excuses, all I find out is the person is so invested in the excuses, they're myopic about it, that when you talk to them about solutions, they don't want to hear it. Well, that puts pressure on me. So they segue and do everything else, and then they wonder why they're not getting better. And I can't see it because they're so invested in the illness. I'm just so tired. I'm just so tired. I've been eating right. I've been doing research. But you know what I found out is we can do research. We need to do the right research. And the right research, now that I've pulled all this out, Truly to look for people who've made it, not people who have it. You've already identified that you are feeling that listlessness. And the reason I'm taking it as far as adrenal fatigue is because when you're right here living that life of wondering why, it ends up there where you're you're killing it, killing it, killing it until you can't. You're all of a sudden, you just don't have the resources anymore. Overdoing these things is not going to help. And we think it's the food. Everything you read about is the food. But it goes back to how you manage stress and how you're eating. I remember one day, I know when I had my daughter, I was so used to being in the workforce. I was a stockbroker out of college. So all I did was dealt with financial products all day long. I knew all the financial products. I was a licensed stockbroker, which is hard to be. I didn't know it at the time, thank God. 
But the brokerage firm I worked for purposefully went and got students who just graduated because you were still in the study mode and you had to take this test called the Series 7. And that test only has a 20 to 30% pass rate. But you're dealing with people's stocks or money, not just their stocks. There were other products. But just with money, you would be leaving. I would do appointments at their place of work or their home sometimes, the older people, and come back with money. So I had to be bonded. They had to do an international background check on me. I had to be fingerprinted, the whole thing, to be a stockbroker. And it was push, push, push. We worked. I worked till 9.30, 10, 10 o'clock at night every day. And on Saturday mornings, we had meetings from 8 until 12. So I had from whenever I left on Saturday, and Sunday was a full day off, and Monday morning, 6.30, I'm back at work. And that went on for a while until I was like, I never leave here. I'm sitting here all the time. And then I have a child a few years later after living that life for a while. And I kept feeling like I was nobody. Like, wow, all I'm doing is taking care of a child, but it's the hardest work I've ever done. But I couldn't measure it the way I could measure my work. I didn't get a paycheck. I didn't get a lunch. I didn't change my clothes. I was just like, and I remember one day saying to myself, reeling myself in. And saying, this is all I have to do right now. And I want to enjoy it. That morning, I still remember the apartment I was in, how I felt, because I meant it. I meant it so much. From that point on, I was able to be in the moment with my kids, with my daughter at the time, and I ended up having my son. But this, there's a personality type, that type A competitive perfectionist. You want to be perfect. You want people, please. You, you just go and go and go, and everything you do, you got to do it all the way because we've been taught. You know, go big or go home and all this business. Go big on what you eat. Go big on what you eat. And go big on how you manage what comes at you in your life. Because those two things, those two things, are your life. Everything else in your life will fit accordingly. Everything else in your life is going to live around how you deal with what you put in your body and how you manage your stress. This woman wrote a book. Her name is Dana. She does uh, Real Food with Dana, if you want to look her up. And I'm trying to find the name of her book. If not, I'll put it on the radio page on Facebook. And I can't seem to find it right now. 
my struggle it's called my struggle with um, adrenal fatigue if you want to look it up my struggle with adrenal fatigue but it starts with your diet and it starts with how you manage stress those two things are the two most important parts of your life that will take your life and give it balance and it all goes back to balance it's amazing you know even in this stuff I didn't do, stuff I did do, things I've learned. The bottom line is your way of doing business starts with how you do business. Because one thing has happened that hasn't happened throughout our history or my history being alive to date is that our work life, our home life, our personal life all goes back to one thing, and that's us. And we have not been taught to pay attention to us. So paying attention to us first, because work is a lot at home now. People are doing a lot of stuff on their own now. They're not working for companies as much anymore. And your personal life revolves around the people closest to you because we've realized we don't have time for everybody in the whole world. It's been a really interesting difference in life. And if you take anything from today's show, ask yourself, are you really looking at what you're eating and how you manage stress? Are you happy inside? Because that's the most important thing you could do for your life as of this minute on forward. You guys, I love you. I will see you tomorrow. Have a great Monday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.